Darren, we'd better turn around. Why? Because I've seen enough horror movies to know any weirdo wearing a mask is never friendly. We are the things that were and shall be again. What was that film you were watching? Death, death, death. Death, death, death. Part two. Oh, Lord. Fuck the front time, bitch! What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. I'm your host, Tim Trashmouth Mills, and this week's guest is the one and only composer Anna Drubridge, who recently composed the horror hit Barbarian, which if you haven't seen yet, I highly recommend you do so, as it's one of my favorite films of the year. As well, she composed the score for Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, alongside Marco Beltrami, some of the Fear Street trilogy, Werewolves Within, and a ton more. But before we dive into that, let me remind you guys to go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all updates on the podcast. And if you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by signing up for the Trash Mouth Horror Club over on Patreon. It's only $2 a month, and the link for that is in the description. Thank you guys so much for listening, and let's get into this week's interview. We can jump right into it. Uh, my first question is, like I said, it's pretty much just a basic one. You know, did anything certain inspire you to want to compose music for, you know, specifically, you know, not just compose music, but, you know, for films and television and stuff like that? You know, was it a certain person in your life or maybe, you know, a certain film or even, you know, a television show? Well, uh, I'm originally from Russia and uh, I started uh, playing piano and actually composing when I was about five or six years old. So mm. kind of like my whole life I was in, in, in music. But my uh, my parents are from the film industry back in Russia. So okay. my father is a pretty, uh, he, he was a very, very famous uh, film director. And uh, but I was never actually thinking to 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 write music for movies. And at some point, I was about sixteen years old or something. He was finishing uh, one of his projects, and uh, we were hanging out. And I was playing something on the piano. And he's like, what, "What's what's this piece?" Uh, and I said, "Like I don't know. It's just like my my piece. I just wrote it like little thing." And he said, "Like oh, you know what? I'm finishing a uh, movie now at the at the at the recording session, uh, a recording studio in." Um, and could you like we're almost done but i really like this piece and i know a place where i can i can put it in the movie can you come tomorrow and, and record it so oh, yeah. i stopped by and then kind of noticed that i have this this you know like feeling of how music like i was just basically improvising for the picture and they were recording it but uh, he kind of just said like you know what you have this really interesting uh, really kind of uh, n- native uh, feeling of picture and music and where to stop and where to 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 start and somehow he was like yeah maybe you should you should study some some composition oh, and yeah. um so that's how i started and i had like i was very lucky to have great teachers because my first composition teacher was um, a very famous uh film music composer back in Russia, he was a student of Shostakovich. Mm-hmm. And basically, so I started started with him, then I moved to Germany, I studied there with great teachers. And then I came to study at the USC where I met Marco Beltrami. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
yeah. uh, who is like a legend in, in film music and specifically in horror movies. Like, I mean, he kind of started also in, in horror movies. Yeah, I got so, Scream everywhere in the background. So you, you could tell I'm a fan of Marco Beltrami. Yeah, yeah. So uh, when I was a student at USC, he came to our class uh, for a for like kind of master class. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he noticed my work and he said like, yeah, well, uh, you know what? Once you're done with the with the school, uh, maybe we can work together. Maybe you you just you you can be one of my you know additional music writers. Mm. So that's what happened basically after USC. I started working uh, with Marco. We did several projects together as I was as a additional music writer. You know, yeah. and then um, and then the, he once he reached out to me and said, Hey, you know what? I just got call for from uh, Guillermo del Toro and he's, uh, he's offering me this project called Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And I'm, I'm kind of very, very busy on some other project. He was like, at that moment, he was doing this movie called uh, Ford versus Ferrari. Okay. Oh, yeah. Like I, I would need, I would need like your help on this one and let's 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 have a basically deal like what if it's all works out together well they they love your music and stuff then we'll be in credits together like kind of co co-score credit yeah uh, am i like too long like you you wanted me like a, have a, a like a shorter answer i don't know <laughs> no you're fine you actually are answering some of the questions that i was gonna ask anyway so just shorten up yeah. the it'll just help shorten up the interview a yeah, little so bit, basically so like original question was like yeah i'm 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 i'm, set, I'm in music from from my very early childhood, I studied classical composition in Germany. I um, play piano. I play accordion. I um, I'm into synth stuff, so I'm like oh, yeah. doing analog synth. And um, I'm actually I, I have kind of a pretty big career in in Russia. I won a lot of awards there. And and funny wise. In the United States, I'm more into horror stuff, but then, uh, but back in Russia, I'm, um, I scored all this like, like period pieces and and dramas and you know like romantic yeah. stuff. But yeah, somehow, I'm now more into horror thriller genre. <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I definitely was going to shout out the fact that, you know, you were over a decade into your career before, you know, like uh, you said, scary stories to tell in the dark. So it's, you definitely have been working for a long time. And shout out to uh, I don't know what it's called in Russia, but I know over in the United States, they changed the name to Masha and the Bear and like Masha's yeah. stories. Yeah. My son loves that stuff. So shout out to that stuff. Yeah. So I know you work on some of that. But but to get the uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. Uh, yeah. When you got the call for that, uh, were you a, a fan of the books at all growing up or anything like that? Or was that a, a whole new material to you? Well, actually, it was like whole new material because, like, mm -hmm. as I as I understand, like every uh, every nation has like some sort of like spooky stories for kids, and you know, so we had it back in Russia, and then I know in Germany they're like kind of also s some serious about uh, some serious um, about like kids scary books for kids. Mm -hmm. So once once Marco reached out to me, I I obviously studied it. And then uh, I started thinking about some themes and some motives and what could be like the the kind of the instruments of the of the thing, uh, and um, basically that's how I started working on uh, working on scary stories. We had like a very nice concept with Marco that each each story, like each kind of monster, has a different um, like 
uh, lead instrument, I would say, or like lead instrument group. Yeah. Basically, like uh, jangly man, it was like percussion. Then the pale lady was a um, woodwind stuff. So it was like, I mean, it's orchestra, but kind of centered to like different, you know, groups of instruments. Oh, yeah. And um, so, yeah, this was my first um, big United States studio movie I, I scored. And since then, uh, I'm kind of a little bit now, not like I'm not stuck, but like I'm a little bit more typecast as a horror person. Mm. And uh, since then, I did Fear Street. Uh, I did Werewolves Within to to write music for a very cool documentary called Navalny, which won the the the, the Sundance Award last year. Oh, yeah. And um, I, I think it like it's also going to be to to win some more awards. Yeah. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's awesome. No, and that's one thing I love about the scary story. Just to mention real quick about that is that uh, uh, the whole uh, score seems to flow very well together, but you can definitely tell that each one has like their own kind of like theme in a way. You know what I mean? So, but yeah, it all still feels yeah. like one you know cohesive score at the same time. So it's super awesome. But so. yeah, well, I mean, it was it was thrilling for me because it was like kind of my big a project uh, like where I can show off and you know work with Guillermo del Toro and and also the director Andre Overlay he like he's amazing and he's he was very supportive and I think we ha we had like a really good connection so actually it was like pretty pretty uh, uh, you know pretty smooth process and I, uh, I I was really surprised that you know like my first big studio movie and it's like so 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 smooth and nice <laughs> yeah hell yeah no and then uh you mentioned werewolves within which i really love that film but i don't want to talk too much about it because it's such like a you know horror whodunit and you know it's uh hilarious though so we'll say that but uh, i just uh the only thing i do have a, as far as like uh when it comes to composing something like that you know where it is like a whodunit do you like going into something like that knowing the ending or do you like to kind of like build the score up you know not really knowing you know so it doesn't really affect anything or you know i'm sure you're able to leave that stuff out of your mind as well but well, what I really liked about Barbarian and Werewolves Within, which really, because it's kind of, it's a great horror movies, but also on the edge with comedy, because like Barbarian has like also very hilarious, you know, moments and, yeah. and you know, jokes and stuff. And I think that what makes them both like this genres, horror and comedy, very, very like in common basically it's the timing and then you kind of have to play the right moment when when you you scare the person where you when you m make a person laugh and i mean it's really 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 interesting genre i mean i would say specifically this combination of genre because like yeah. straight horror without jokes and stuff it's kind of it's kind of one thing but like playing this you know different different uh, instruments in the same time is, is really interesting for me and oh, yeah. that that was what what was also with um within and barbarian and i have to say it's funny because both of the directors they're they used to be actors yeah actors you know so josh rubin is a amazing comedy actor and and um and uh zach as well 
kind of you know like in a different genre but they're so much into into horror and knowing all this like these tiny 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 um details about horror genre and uh, so i i had like really amazing time and interesting time just working with these guys not like with established film directors who never acted you know but this yeah. this guy there's very very special <laughs> i would say oh yeah that's awesome now i grew yeah. up a huge fan of uh why does kid you know and stuff like that so you know i know you know zach from that and stuff which like you said is so different you know as far as that goes that's a you know sketch comedy show that seems like it's made by a bunch of frat brothers almost in a way where yeah. you know barbarians like a straight up you know horror comedy look like you said it's like uh when it's horrifying it's horrifying when it's comedic it's it's like really funny so that's one thing i love about that same thing with werewolves within you know and josh rubin still you know he did scare me around the same time that he like acted in as well so yeah they're both uh killing it so and i can see what you mean they like see both sides of the thing so like they're not just directors that never know you know never knew like the other parts of the you know telling the story and stuff like that so yeah no it, it, it was really interesting experience for me and it was zach specifically because uh because I started the project like I had three weeks to score the whole movie. Somehow I think okay. I was a replacement composer or something. So basically they reached out to me and said like, yeah, there's this movie, uh, but we have like the dub starts in three weeks. And I was like, uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's basically like a lot of music in it. And, um, and Zach was ve very helpful, but I have to say it was like pretty much the uniquest experience in my life like the director was so hands-on on the music so basically maybe because of lack, lack of time but basically i would i would write a cue mm. and i would send it to him and like the second the second minute he receives it he calls me back and says like not like usually you wait when the director watched the scene and then he writes some feedback like he calls right away and says like yeah it's great it's almost there it's great vibe totally totally great Thank but you. tiny tweaks can i stop by and i'm like yeah sure <laughs> and then he comes and basically uh he would we would just work on the scene like oh this instrument can we move it like two frames here hmm. and this instrument can we move like five frames on the right you know like kind of moving things around the way he thinks so i mean like i have to say it's kind of our co Posing thing with mm -hmm. that because I mean probably because we kind of discussed it with him and they said like yeah no dude like I get it but usually I I just write my music and yeah the director and he's like yeah I wish we had like this thing and I wish we could start earlier but since it's like only three weeks we just really need to you know do it the yeah. right so yeah yeah, because I guess if you had more time, then he could let you write the whole thing and then come through and just give you like minor notes throughout. But with it, like you said, being so yeah, short, well, short I mean, notes, otherwise so. we would like have like you know versions. Let's try this, this yeah. directions and this right, and then here it was like no way, we don't have time. We have like dub, and then it's like an hour of music or something to write. So it's uh, it's uh, it's pretty intense. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, pretty much. Uh, so my next question was about the Fear Street franchise. You know, you worked again with uh, Marco Beltrami. What exactly led you working on this? And, you know, what was it? Uh, how was it working on, you know, with, uh, you know, something so big like this, where it's three films, you know, film back to back. There's multiple composers through three films. Because the movie 
the three parts are like in different eras and basically mm. the director really wanted the 90s sound for the first movie and then really wanted the kind of 70s uh, Jerry Goldsmith sound for the second movie and then the third part which was like uh, uh, 1666 but yeah. uh, but funny was it was like kind of the score was like more modern than like I mean the sounding was more modern and experimental than the the nine the first two parts yeah so I basically on some point I just said Marco like let's divide it like let's have other composers writing because because um uh like for me it was really not easy to make the 90s sound I have to admit yeah. I don't know why, just like it, uh, maybe because I was a kid in the 90s, I don't know, like I don't really have it my, in, you know, in my, um, so I said, Marco, I'm going to do the, the third part, which is like the, the kind of creepiest, um, yeah, I don't know if you watched the movie. Like, yeah, yeah, I watched them, I so enjoyed them all. It's kind of the whole part with the, with the priest story, with the, with the village and the, the witch and stuff. So. <laughs> I really enjoyed writing music uh, for this part because I had so much freedom. Like I was pretty much recording everything myself, like some some strings scratching and then pro processing the sounds and creating this, you know, like uh, unique sounds for the movie and then doing some shakers and then some uh, bones, like, you know, not, not like playing some bones. So, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I don't know. I really like the score uh, for for like I don't know how it's kind of not really modest to say, but but I mean I I um I think it it turned out really interesting score. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I definitely enjoy it for myself. You know, especially like you said, it's uh, something that is just so unique. And you know, coming from a year sixteen sixty six, I mean, not many movies are placed in that, so it's not like you can watch movies. You know, with that, you know, for those scores, and then uh, it's not like you have you know much music other than maybe some hymns that date back to there or something. But yeah, uh, and even then, it's just like you know what we have like from you know that's been passed down. So no, I definitely uh, think you nailed it with that. Was there anything that you did try to look to for any kind of like inspiration as far as that, or did you feel like it was easier to go in and just kind of uh start fresh with like your own mental well, it was, for me it was uh yeah it was important to start fresh and not to try copy you know sound yeah. like kind of kind of sounds of the of the movies you know uh which i mean i i can't i really admire jerry goldsmith and i mean like i studied a lot of his score maybe i could do it but somehow for me it's always yeah, it's a challenge because uh, I mean it's for everyone. It's a challenge, but uh, but writing something original is kind of uh, for me more fun. And and uh, with this project, I mean I have to say we we recorded it in Abbey Road, but because of damn pandemic, we couldn't go there. So basically, it um, we we recorded remotely through Zoom and you know like through stuff so remote session. Yeah and uh which was like damn sad because <laughs> because i'm a huge uh beatles fan and i like i always dreamed to record in abbey road it was like, like my biggest dream ever yeah. and this was the, the first project they had a budget and basically it was like in the beginning saying we're actually going to abbey road uh yeah but i hope it's not the last one so i'll go there in per and record in person there <laughs> yeah no, hopefully I'm rooting for you. Hopefully that uh, a project comes along sooner rather than later that, you know, sends you back there. But yeah, you know, 
Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. That's uh, I just had uh, Timothy Williams on who co-composed Pearl with uh, Tyler Bates. And uh, yeah. he he said that they pretty much were doing a lot of the same thing. You know, he was saying that they had to do a, like a lot of the stuff that he worked on throughout the uh, I can't remember what exactly. I think it was Creep Show TV show that he worked on during the pandemic. And he said he had to do that completely remotely where he just like talked to the orchestra and stuff throughout like Zoom and stuff. So, no, yeah. I'm glad that everybody's back to, you know, being able to go places and stuff. But yeah. So, heck yeah and i know what you mean there's a few needle drops in like werewolves uh werewolves within but like the 90s parts of uh fear street are so like full of needle drop songs and stuff like that it's like i could see where it'd be a little bit harder to uh like uh compose around those because there's just so many of them you know what i mean and it's hard to like uh when you listen to that score it's almost like like it feels like it's missing part it's, it's also shorter because of, you know so much other needle drops but it also just feels like you're missing the song you know without the songs it like feels like it's missing a little bit so i like the uh not like totally you know what i mean but i just uh that's one thing i really like about 1666 is it just blends so well like you can listen to that as its own thing and it's uh you know not it feels like complete so thanks yeah <laughs> oh yeah so uh then uh of course you know the next film that you worked on well not the next film that you worked on you worked on some other stuff you know like especially like over in russia and stuff like that uh which i tried to watch this uh thriller film i just didn't have time for it the uh one that you re that was released back in like 2020 um about the mental uh people doing like it was like about um like uh people doing like i think like dream testing and stuff and then eventually like his dreams be start to blend with his reality i can't remember what it was called but uh, oh oh hypnosis yeah yes yeah. yes yeah. yeah yeah okay got it yeah yeah i was trying to watch that beforehand so i can ask you about it just because uh you know i wanted to ask you about a film from russia but i just couldn't find like it was hard to find somewhere streaming and then i just couldn't find the time so. yeah i know yeah but no i mean there i I mean, I did a lot of TV shows and stuff, but like kind of still different sound. Yeah. And um, yeah, but it's interesting. That's what I really like doing animation, actually. Oh, yeah. And, uh, that's kind of my also thing. <laughs> yeah. But pretty much the uh, final film that I was going to ask you about, you know, was uh, Barbarian, which is uh, I, I freaking love the film. I was excited that I got to, you know, see it spoiler free, you know, without, uh, you know, before it was ruined, you know, which luckily I feel like a lot of people haven't ruined it. I saw... One thing that was a little bit of a bummer where semi-spoiler alert, but somebody posted a certain character like yeah. that played in the film and the, as a guest to a convention, but yeah. they put them without the makeup and put them in the makeup as like, this person's going to be at the movie. And it said from Barbarian. And I'm like, you gave away what the movie is about now. So yeah. no, but, uh, like, but like you said, when uh, it came to that, you know, doing these parts, like these, this film in parts like that, when it came time to compose the beginning, which is like the most interesting part to me, because like, it's one of those things where when it's just Bill Skarsgård and uh, I think, I believe her name is Georgina, if I'm not mistaken. Is yeah. It? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, when it's them two, which they she freaking kills it in this movie. But uh, when it's just them two at the beginning, it's one of those things that like the score could either make this film feel like this is the beginning of a meet cute or it can make it feel like it's actually the beginning of something creepy, which of course, you know, to most women, this situation feels creepy regardless, you know what I mean? But you know, if they played it up for laughs, it could feel like the beginning of a, you know, romantic, like, Oh, they accidentally meet. And so yeah. uh, when it came time to uh, like score this part, particularly, was there something, was there anything there about, you know, trying to go too far with leaning into, you know, straight horror, you know, with, uh, you know, not wanting to like completely give away that, you know, if Bill Skarsgård is like evil or not, or was that something that you just went full on like uh, towards the horror for? So that way it was like, you know, just kind of playing towards the red herring type thing. Well, I have to, to, to tell you a funny story because when I got the, like, I mean, they sent me the, the, the cut and it was like locked picture already because as I said, it was like three weeks to, to till the final lab. Yeah. So uh, I, 
it was in the evening and we kind of had to have like we're supposed to have a zoom meeting in the morning and i had to watch the movie and i started to watch it and it was like so freaking scary for me <laughs> i was actually skipping parts because I, I couldn't just like the moment when she goes to the basement first oh. like to kind of we do the spoilers in this show yeah yeah we can Basically, go uh, like, we'll just say spoiler alert now so if you like, haven't seen barbarian i have i have to admit like i couldn't watch it like from 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 the beginning till the end because i was just like skipping it was like so <laughs> Yeah. Then the same night I had like nightmares and then in the morning we had Zoom and I kind of pretended I really watched the whole movie, but I didn't. Uh, uh, but uh, this first part, um, I mean, uh, Zach really wanted this wood when like woody sound like, I don't know how to explain it, like kind of stuff that uh, is there. So I, um, I actually worked with a... Um, really cool guy joseph holiday i created sound sounds and basically i sent something to him and he created loops out of it so so for this movie we really created a lot of unique sounds and loops that are kind of made from woodwind instrument wood, uh, i mean from wood instruments mm -hmm. but but like i don't know just reprocess to make it interesting and create so this part basically i think that the whole the whole first act as you said mm. it's not so obviously horror right it's like not like <laughs> kind of thing going on yeah. but it has this really weird sounds in it that kind of make you feel uncomfortable but like but in the same in the same way you kind of recognize like your ear recognizes as just like a wood wood instrument you know like wood percussion instrument mm -hmm. but then since it's like process processed and and like you know like um made into this core basically so it has this this uncomfortable feeling but also not so fucking scary you know what i mean <laughs> yeah not 100 percent dreadful but also not yeah, like it's yeah. obviously not light type thing yeah yeah but then when the, when we're further in the movie then i use a lot of like electric guitar and then and then also string instruments like, like scratching those so i mean it gets pretty wild towards the end of the movie i mean like also in the score yeah but uh, but yeah so we have this kind of development of like you know going like weird sounds but then going to oh my god what the fuck yeah and that's one uh and that was one thing like you said to kind of go like uh like how the film goes like up and down you know like the very end it like really crescendos you know what i mean uh of course you know when uh we'll just call it the chase you know to not like go yeah. too heavy on spoilers you know that way we could stay like technically it'd be light spoilers but at this moment i feel like if somebody's listening hopefully they've watched a the movie but uh or if not they definitely need to so uh you know and give it its money while it's still in theaters for sure but the, like you said to go uh, the way it went up and down how was it to go like completely light uh like this to me this film's almost like like four parts you know because you kind of got uh when they first meet then you got yeah. when they when she finds downstairs is what we'll call the second part and then then you got something that happens and then it clicks into like a third part where it goes even happier than the beginning of the movie uh what was it like you know to kind of like all of a sudden you know have to kick back to that after like going full on with this like uh you know because usually the movie movies like usually slow burn till the end of the film this movie almost like has two slow burns in a way you know what i mean so where they're yeah. uh how was it to kind of like crescendo and then have to take it back down you know like when justin long pretty much is introduced well yeah i mean like with justin long uh, uh it's also kind of interesting story because zach was really really concerned about 
the part when the Justin is measuring the basement. Yes, I love that part. That kind of a hilarious part. And he really wanted to to be like funny and, and hilarious, but also stay in the in the kind of weird horror vibe, not going totally like, oh, now we're in a comedy thing. Yeah. And but also in the like basically beginning of the second act, I don't know, third act, third act, basically when when with all this sexual harassment situation and when he's traveling, there is also this kind of percussion thing going on, basically showing, oh, he's 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 uh, dealing with this shit and stuff. So um, I had an idea actually to combine this element and basically there is kind of a melody for Zach, oh, for for sorry for Justin for AG, yeah. uh, that um, that basically plays in this part when he's in airport and he's like dealing with his uh, lawyers or something or agents, but then when he's already in the basement, it's pretty much the same motive, but like in a comedy weird dark way. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I just I just felt I had this idea to combine this thing because like in the temp score it was like totally different wo worlds. They were like. Oh, here's the comedy and here's like this action thing and then uh, uh, since i combined it i think like re zach really liked this idea of kind of having this uh, whole part of aj until he meets the the mother uh, yeah. kind of in a in a this weird comedy situation you know like dark does it make sense i don't know maybe i'm i don't know yeah no i know exactly what you mean it's uh it's one of those things where it's like uh like uh where you know that it's supposed to be like you want to keep the funniness of it but once it's supposed to be scary it's like you want to know that like you want to know that the scare is right around the corner especially because like after watching the first half of the movie you kind of can't like ignore that you like you have this knowledge of yeah. what's down there you know and what's going on in the house and stuff like that yeah. so uh i know i know exactly what you mean it's it it'd be almost like if you were to go too light with it it would wouldn't make too much sense because you know it's almost like uh, the movie Death Proof, the Tarantino film, how when you're yeah. watching the second half, you can't go but so light with it because you've already seen what that guy is capable yeah. of. So, no, I know exactly what you mean. So, but. So, yeah, no, I, I think I think the movie in general is like super talented. As I said, like when I watched it, I could I thought it's it was so scary. It's like one of the scariest movies I actually watched, but also in the same time funny and and so unpredictable. And I mean, I think that zach he kind of found his path in like directing this kind of stuff and i mean like we spoke re recently and he's and uh inter i mean I i'm very very intrigued and and i think he's he's gonna be the guy <laughs> oh yeah no you uh you cut out for a second there when you said uh you spoke to him recently and you said he's and then you cut out and then you said i think he's i think he's gonna be the guy what what did you say right there oh basically i said like uh, he said that he's working on something totally different now like a script okay, yeah. but like totally different genre and thing and uh, i was like wow that's that's also interesting you know because yeah it's just i think he's he's a really great director i mean knowing that he's an actor and 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 and, and uh, very talented person but like as a director i think he's 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 really really strong thank you no i definitely could see him being you know the next you know a lot of people you know whenever these new directors come out they like to throw a name out for an old director to attach them to i could definitely see him being like a john landis type where he can just do anything you know and it, it like his miss march movie was hilarious i love that film yeah. and then barbarian is fucking hilarious i like i'm with you it's like when it's funny it's hilarious and when it's scary it's uh scary but it just feels like such a throwback to like old uh horror movies that you know like had that you know craft and love put into them you know like even 
to the point where you know zach plays like two characters in the film technically i believe where he's like yeah. one of the guys on the phone and then he's also the guy in the bar like asking yeah, him like yeah. bro did you really you know and yeah. uh so like stuff like that is just stuff that like directors you know used to do all the time that you don't see you know i mean of course you see it every now and then today but like just not as uh often you know which used to come from low budget and now it, you know nowadays when you see it it's almost like an ode to that type of stuff so now yeah, uh of course yeah, I absolutely love this film. The fact that it stays practical uh, and just like the fact that it works in all uh, modes, pretty much, you know, as far as comedy and horror. Yeah, but it's but... also like like Hitchcock. He also played in his like tiny, tiny, tiny roles in his movies, and uh, I think like Fellini also. Uh, I guess Fellini as well. He kind of like really tiny episodic roles. They all love to play and be on camera. It's it's nice. Yeah, and Romero too. Yeah, nah. Some of those older directors, yeah, yeah. No, yeah Hitchcock was always, uh, he was, I think he was one of the first ones that was like, you could always find him in one of his movies somewhere, yeah, yeah, thank you. But uh, before we, uh, I just ask my final question that I ask all my guests, is there any like things you want to say to wrap up about you know, Barbarian or anything like that, or you know, any future projects or anything you're working on right now that you'd like to promote? Um, I'm no, no, I, I think I, I can because I'm, I signed the NDA thing. I'm now in a very different, um, di different genre working, which I like. Thank you. I have to say, after Barbarian, I really got because it was so experimental, also for me, um, that I kind of really like the idea of working with some really fucked up <laughs> horror movies. Oh, yeah. Um, um, yeah, and I, I'm I'm really glad it because on uh, when we were working on um, on on this movie, we we talked a lot with Zach, and he was like, "It's such a it's such it's such his child." Basically, he he wrote the script, then he was trying to raise money, then there were like some some problems with fi financing the movie, then some other studio something I don't know happened, la la la. So basically, it was such a pain in the ass the whole project. I mean, you know doing it and creating it yeah so uh and he was like yeah well i don't know i just want this movie to you know just to be done with it as all directors in some moment they're so tired they're just like oh fuck it just like just let's finish yeah <laughs> basically and uh and then when the movie becomes so popular and so many people write it and reviews are going crazy you know like critics yeah and like we talk it was like yeah i don't know well dude like it's 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 crazy this is such a big you know overnight thing success so i i'm very happy for him yeah oh yeah no, and then like you said, he's working on something else that's not horror. But because of this, I'm sure that you know somebody's gonna be trying to throw money at him to do another horror movie soon, or at least you know get him to you know be on board of one for sure. You yeah, know? I yeah. hope so because yeah, he's he's the guy. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. No, and I hope to see you return to you know horror as well soon. Like you said, I know that you can't talk about anything you are working on, even if it is horror. But uh, no, I definitely uh, hope to see you back in the genre in the next few years. Hopefully, it send you to Abbey Road. You know, I don't know many yes. horror movies that would, yes. but yes. Yes, well, yeah. I'm actually now working on actually releasing the soundtrack because I I received so many requests on like when the soundtrack is going to to be out and stuff. Okay. So I'm, I'm working on this one. Uh, hopefully, uh, it will work out soon. Yeah. Oh yeah, drop it like on uh, like a vinyl release or something like that. I don't know some... about vinyl, but even like a Apple Music and Spotify would be fine. <laughs> yeah, now, I'm sure if if you release it in that fashion, I'm sure one of these sites will start to reach try to reach out and you know get the vinyl rights or whatever you know it was between wax work and all that stuff it seems like yeah. nowadays as soon as fans start clamoring for if they clamor for the soundtrack in general it goes from being like just 
just make it available and it's like now just give us the vinyl so yeah yeah but, no but it's it's always like for me honestly it's always interesting why people request this kind of scores because you know i mean it kind of cool sounds and stuff and i mean like I, i'm proud of it but like just to listen it separately i just i don't know like who, who like <laughs> no i know what you mean it's not not like goblin where you can kind of dance to it you know what I mean? yeah like, yeah but now I listen to scores and stuff like that, but uh, it's kind of more like back, you know, background, like if I'm cleaning music and stuff, I won't really put it on like in the car as much, you know, because. Yeah, but, yeah, I get but. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, so pretty much my final question that I like to ask all my guests is just, uh, do you have a horror story of your own? And it can be, you know, from just really anything, you know, like a project going, you know, completely awry to just something that was scary that happened to you in your personal life. Uh, and if you're a believer, I say, for me as a for, as a Russian person, for me now the horror story, the biggest is happening right now. Like yeah. the war and the, my country goes straight to hell and everything, and everyone is afraid of nuclear war and stuff. So honestly, I can't come up with any anything uh, much scarier. I wish I wish uh, I would meet barbarians <laughs> instead of you know. Yeah this guy so honestly this is my only question uh, answer right now but i mean i hope it will i hope it will over soon i just don't know yeah yeah no i don't blame you at all that yeah that's uh that is definitely horrific i didn't i'll be honest i i didn't even pop in my head when i you know when i was asking you you know about the fact that you know it was going on over there and stuff i'm sorry yeah it's, but... it's insane i mean i kind of uh, i have to say that barbarian really helped me in a in a in a for for a, quite a while because I was so stuck with this like news and and going on what's going on in Russia and then this project comes out and it's only three weeks to be done and I'm like I kind of dived into it and mm -hmm. saved me because after, before before I was like a tool mess and then I kind of started to you know work and then communicate with people and not always read the news so I mean it was for me um, a saver yeah oh yeah that's awesome to hear but yeah well, hell yeah. Well, I love the movie and it seems like almost everybody on the internet does for sure. So I'm uh, excited for you and I hope, you know, like I said, I hope it brings you even more, you know, cool stuff to do in the future. Yeah. So. yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for reaching out. I mean, I'm, I'm glad to, to, to talk to you in, of in the future as well. Okay. Oh yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show. And uh, yeah, if you ever see that you're working on another horror project or, or, you know, or, you know, one of these movies is hitting a anniversary or something, you know, reach out and we can just chat yeah. about more specifics. So yeah, we'll do. Thank right. you, too. Thank you. Have a have a good day. Thank you so much. You too. Bye bye. Yeah, bye bye. And as usual, I just want to say thanks again for listening, and make sure you check back on Friday, as that's when I'll be dropping the September's news and reviews episode, featuring my usual monthly guests John Wren and Travis Bennington, as well as John Martello of the band Rock Bottom. So be on the lookout for that. Make sure you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all updates on the podcast. If you'd like to sign up for the Patreon, the link for that is in the description. Thank you guys so much again for listening, and stay safe.